0: Hello. Welcome to the Taffy Marino Podcast. I'm your host Taffy and I'm so glad that you join me. Together we are going to empower and encourage one another to do the good things God planned for us long ago. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is our third episode on Anxious for Nothing. Today will be a continuation of last week, and last week was a continuation of the first week. So we're just, we have this thought, we're kind of trying to do a complete teaching instead of different, um, kind of different teachings on the same topic. But today I want to go back to the scripture, our main scripture, which is Philippians 4, 6 through 7 and it says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. I think this scripture is a standalone great scripture on dealing with anxiety. It really, and if you keep reading, it gives us a step by step guide on how to deal with feeling anxious or feeling care or worry. And it tells us that we're not we're not just supposed to ignore it, but we're supposed to go to God in prayer and with these requests, the supplication. However, with thanksgiving, and thanksgiving requires us to remember and be thankful for what God has done in the past. It's also requiring us to look at what He's promised us, and we're thankful for those promises because we know that they're true. After we have let our requests be made known to God, it says that the peace of God, which surpasses our understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus when you read on it then instructs you on what to think about so it's very important that we follow all of the steps in order to walk and live in peace ancient anxious excuse me comes from the greek word marinao, and that means worried anxious literally to be distracted or divided peace however means harmony wholeness completeness prosperity welfare and tranquility. It is impossible to live in worry or to be anxious and live in peace at the same time. In fact, that scripture in Philippians almost shows this transaction of trading our care and worry. We're to go to God and give those things to him in prayer, and then in return he gives us his peace, peace that we cannot know or understand, and it guards our heart and mind. Another word for that word guard actually means to umpire. So peace will then begin to call the shots in your life. If you'll listen to what God to your spirit, how God is is talking to you through your spirit, and you're going to be led in peace. You know, the word says that I will lead them forth in peace. Jesus is a good shepherd who leads us. He never drives us. He never forces us to, to do anything, but often he will, or always, he will lead us and guide us into all truth. He, um, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, it's this invitation to everyone that's tired, that's heavy laden, that's just weary with life. Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That is an invitation for us to learn of Jesus, to follow him as he leads and guides us. So to follow someone, I don't know if you've ever followed anyone in traffic or through a, say you're at an amusement park or anywhere really, and, and the person in front of you knows where they're going, and what do you say? I'll follow you. You know, if you're going to a restaurant and you don't know where it's at, you say, I'll follow you. But what is important is, one, we have to pay attention to the person in front of us, And then two, we actually have to follow them. We can't just stay where we're at. We have to move forward. And when they move, we move. When they take a left turn, we take a left turn. And when they take a right turn, we take a right turn. You know, they may go through some sketchy areas, but we trust them that they're going to get us to that destination. That's kind of like Psalm 23. It says, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Why? Because Jesus, he is our shepherd that is leading and guiding us to green pastures and so that we can lay beside still waters. I believe being anxious is meant to distract and divide our hearts and minds. It keeps us from being focused and from us understanding what the truth is. Peace is a fruit, and fruit grows as a result of being connected to a plant or a tree. And you can go back to our whole series on love and learn about that. I think there's one called Rooted in Love, and it talks about that. But peace is a fruit, a fruit of the Spirit, and fruit grows as a result of being connected. Peace is present, but we must choose it over fear, worry, and anxiety. As I've said before, there are wonderful opportunities to be anxious or fearful. But what did Jesus say to the man who had just heard that his sick daughter was now dead? He turned to him immediately and he said, do not be afraid, only believe. There was a wonderful opportunity for that man to be afraid at the news that he had just heard. But Jesus immediately turned to him and said, do not be afraid, only believe. We have to choose to be anxious and afraid, or we choose to believe and hope and be in peace. When you choose to listen to anxious thoughts, it is disturbing and tormenting. You know, there is a scripture, I believe it's over in 1 John, that it says, perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. When we understand the love of God for us, and again, we're all going to grow in that. I'm growing in that every day in the understanding of how much that God loves me and what that actually means. What does it mean when God cares for me, when his love is so great? Well, it changes everything. It changes my perspective. It changes how I walk through life. But it also says that it casts out fear. The word again says that we will be led forth in peace. We cannot be led or driven by anxiety. You know, I think back about the stories that we read last week and something that was I don't know that seemed to really be a common factor was they were all anxious and driven and busy. They were not settled. They weren't being led. They were being driven by their circumstances. Even though it was a good thing, Martha was being driven, and Jesus said, by many things. When I think about that, the people that had these anxious thoughts and minds, it caused them to be divided, divided in their hearts, divided in their minds, and it actually caused them to question Jesus's love and care for them. Hebrews 4 talks about those who refuse to enter into the rest that God provided because one, it says of unbelief, and two, because of disobedience. It also says that the invitation to enter the rest of God is still open to you and I today, but we cannot harden our hearts to the things that we've heard. So the things that you're hearing today, I know I've been there and you're like, but (laughs) these anxious thoughts seem overwhelming. You know, it makes me think maybe it feels like inside of our hearts what the disciples felt like in the boat. It said that the waves were crashing on them so hard and so frequently that the boat began to take on water. You know, sometimes when these anxious thoughts are hitting us and being hurled at us, it can get on the inside of us and we feel ourselves sinking. But Jesus was not afraid. In fact, the peace that was on the inside of him, he spoke to his circumstance. He said, why are you so fearful? Where is your faith? What is faith? Believing and trusting in God. Just knowing who he is and what he said and that he cares for you. It's going back to those promises that he's given us in Psalm 91 and anchoring our soul on those promises, to not be tossed to and fro with everything that hits and comes our way, but we're anchored on the truth. Now, does that take, man, that takes some determination. In Hebrews, it says that you must strive to enter into rest, meaning there's going to be some work involved. You've got to say, no, I refuse this care. I refuse this worry. I'm not going to be in disobedience. The children of Israel, every time that an issue popped up, they immediately went to fear and worry instead of choosing to believe, choosing to obey him and trust him and that he really was going to take care of them. They always went to disaster. Oh, we're going to die. God's brought us out here to die. He didn't bring them out there to die. He brought them to deliver them and bring them into their promised land. Let's look at um, this rest of God that it talks about. In Hebrews 4, it says that the invitation to enter the rest of God is still open to us today. So let's look at this rest of God. In Genesis 2, it says that on the seventh day, God ended all the work that he had done and that he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. It says, then he blessed the seventh day and he sanctified it because he rested from all of his work. The thing that jumped out at me is that it said he rested from his work and then he sanctified the seventh day that man should rest from their work on the seventh day. When you look at the number seven, it represents wholeness or completeness. Do you remember earlier when we read the definition of peace? It also means to be whole or to be complete. So you could almost say it like this. In the day of peace, you will rest. Isn't that good? You know, the Bible gives us a lot of examples of this. It talks about how the ark came to rest in the seventh month and that on the seventh year, they were to let their fields rest. Last week, we talked about Job, Mary, and Martha, and the disciples in the boat with Jesus. Job 3.26, this verse really goes well with what we're talking about. Job says, I am not at ease, and I am not at peace, and I do not have rest thus turmoil has come. Job understood that he was not at peace, he wasn't at rest, he wasn't at ease, and that turmoil found him. Remember when we read in Mark 4 in the series on the parable of the sower, it says that the cares, which is the same root word for being anxious, cares of this life will choke out the word of God in your heart and make it unfruitful. Well, that word choke means to grab violently by the throat, trying to choke it in order to kill it. The Random House Unabridged Dictionary defines worry as this, to seize by the throat with teeth and shake or mangle as one animal does to another, or to harass by repeatedly biting and snapping this is no joke. It is a tool of the enemy to, it's after the word of God in your heart. It's to cause you to be unfruitful. It's to cause you to never enter into the promises of God because we can only enter that place of rest when we're in peace. It is meant to keep you distracted. It is meant to keep you divided. It is meant to keep you in so much Worry and busyness and just being driven by life and all of its circumstances and any thought, any disturbing turmoil, any thought brought your way to bring turmoil in your heart. First Peter 5 and 6 says, humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. It says, because he gives grace to the humble and at the right time, he's going to lift you up. It then goes straight into give all your worries and cares to God because he cares about you. Why can you give your worries and cares to him? Because he cares for you. He's not going to ignore them. He's not going to just blow it off. He cares for you. The very next verse says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls about like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Remember what that word worry means? To seize by the throat with teeth and shake or mangle, to harass by repeatedly biting and snapping. He's like that roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. But it says, stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of all of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of thing as you are. But God has called you to share in his eternal joy by Jesus Christ so that after you have suffered this for a little bit, he's going to come and restore, support you, strengthen you, and place you and settle you down. You know, I remember one time, when I was having these anxious thoughts, they were just—it was really like waves just coming at me one after the other. And the Lord, I'm so thankful that I went to Him with this. I, I was like, Lord, please, here are these thoughts and cares and worries that are trying—they're hitting my soul, and I feel water. I feel them coming, coming into my heart, and it's taking the weight. I'm taking the weight of it. And I remember he brought up the scripture in 1 Corinthians. It says, love hopes all things, believes all things, and endures all things. One, love hopes. Love doesn't lose hope. So when these thoughts are coming, I have to remind myself that I have to have hope. I have to hope for the best and believe what God's word says is true. But whatever comes my way, it says that God gives grace to the humble, that I can endure all things. Now, let me tell you this. You endure until victory. You stand until you see the victory. You endure until you see the victory. Because it says those that endure until the end shall be saved. This is an an enduring to where you don't have hope. You have hope in what God has said is true. We must make a choice and we must choose to believe. I hope that this has stirred you up. I hope you are that fire inside of you is being ignited, and no longer are you going to let him bully and bite you and harass you and just keep throwing things your way. But you're going to settle down in peace in the day of peace you shall rest you know mary and martha was experiencing the same thing that day but one was anxious and one was at peace and rest jesus and the disciples were experiencing the same set of circumstances that day one was in the boat asleep resting at peace and the others were terrified and full of care and worry and being anxious. Job said it himself. He said that I am he said I am not at ease. I am not at peace and I do not have rest. And thus or because of that turmoil has come. We have a hope in him. Be anxious for nothing. It's a command. And if he commands us to do it then we can do it. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard and garrison your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. I hope this was an encouragement for you today. We are going to wrap it up next week. Thank you for joining me. I Love our time together. It's a blessing to me. I hope it's a blessing to you. And I hope you have a wonderful week. Stay out of the heat. (laughs) It has been hot lately. I am feeling it. I am ready for the fall weather. It's time for fall. It should be back by now. So stay out of the heat, stay cool, and be blessed. Stay in peace and rest because He cares for you. Love you guys, and I will see you next week.